Welcome to episode number 187 of the Tallulate Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And it is 2020. It is the end of the year. So we are going to spend this episode with a little bit of news, but mostly focusing on the things that were good in 2020 that Chris and I, that the whole episode should be a real geeking out episode, which is uh, one of my favorite things to do. Um, so... Before we get into it, though, let's touch upon the news um, because we did get a hell of a big uh, info drop from Disney uh, at the Investors Day earlier this week. We're recording this on the 12th, um, and there was just a lot of stuff to unpack, so we're not going to go over everything um, because it's a lot, and a lot of the Star Wars stuff we'll actually be talking about uh, for our Star Warriors podcast so stay tuned for that in the next couple weeks uh right before the end of the year so that you guys can um enjoy that but uh what do you want to talk about you know i guess marvel disney wise chris uh that really stuck stood out to you all of it all of it stood out to me this is why this is why it kind of pissed me off because i was like episode this week you know go out of this year really kind of light and and easy and and whatever but no no disney had to drop a bomb a geekly bomb on us um and i really i really don't know how to filter it out to what's less exciting than not um so basically what i'm going to do right now is i'm going to go over what was revealed um kind of just announced i guess that's that's the one thing that um is the newer stuff that we haven't been talking about or haven't been speculated about for the last you know six months year now so um the first big thing is uh the secret invasion show that's coming to disney plus uh big storyline in the comics i love that storyline um it will star Samuel Jackson and Ben uh, Mendelsohn. Uh, so that'll be an interesting spinoff out of the of what happened in Captain Marvel and delivering probably what's going to be a kind of a status quo uh, at some point here in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that, you know, we got hinted at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. So um, exciting to see that they're going to, you know, do more with that and like you said, Secret Invasion is a fun storyline. It's one of my favorites in the comics. So we'll see just what that means. I guess um, building upon the Skrull uh, invasion um, as we know it. And, and maybe that shepherds in a lot of things into Phase 4 that we don't quite know about yet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, next up, another young uh, superhero making their way to live action. Uh, Riri Williams. Uh became uh basically like iron man and then she became her own character iron heart so we'll be getting a show starring dominique thorne and that is also coming to disney plus yep that's a big one i'm excited for that one all right so some great things coming armor wars and uh riri williams iron heart from the uh to replace the iron man side of things in the mcu uh james gunn is returning to the mcu to do some guardians of galaxy stuff uh most uh, specifically the holiday special, which is interesting uh, that we're getting something of that magnitude. Um, and also we're getting an I Am Groot series of shorts uh, on Disney Plus as well. More Guardians is always good Guardians. 
and then uh, the mystery behind Christian Bale's character has been solved uh, in the best way possible, uh, being he will be playing Gore, the God Butcher, in Thor 4, Love and Thunder. And, uh, you know, with Taika working on this movie, it's it's more of the same epic funness that we got in Thor Ragnarok. This time around, though, I wonder what the approach will be with such a badass villain. I would imagine Thor dies. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that's all time travel, you know? He's killing... Spoilers if you guys haven't read Jason Aaron's run, but Gore wants to kill all gods from all times, and three Thors have to try to take him down. Old Thor, uh, our normal Avengers Thor, and then like pre-Avengers Thor, all trying to take down this one badass uh, villain. So... You know, with all the timey-wimey stuff that we're about to see for this new phase, uh, you know, it, it's in line with that. And it's probably one of my favorite villains of all time. It, he's just, he's a new one, but he's epic. Yeah, if we can get Fat Thor, then we get Old Thor, please. That's that's all I ask. Um, I guess the last two real things here, um, let's talk a little bit about the movies uh, because with this movie slate, it keeps getting pushed back. They refuse to put it on Disney Plus, uh, whatever. WBs are already facing enough issues with this HBO Max announcement. So whatever the games these these studios want to play, we're still waiting for these movies. So that's I guess that's the bottom line, that Marvel wants to keep these movies in theaters, um, with Black Widow still, still being planned to be released in theaters only, along with Shang-Chi this year. Um, but the real news here uh, comes from the third Ant-Man movie, uh, Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania, which has confirmed that Kane the Conqueror will be in it with Jonathan Majors added to the cast. Yeah, that's um, that was huge. You know, we had always assumed that he was going to be Kang, but the official announcement, which kind of just kind of slid in there, um, that was that was a good one. Um Okay, what's next? Uh, Black Panther 2 is doing what everybody assumed it would be doing. Um, instead of replacing Chadwick Boseman, they will be honoring his legacy and portraying the world of Black Panther and its characters through this movie. Uh, so there's no confirmation. We'll get a new Black Panther, but Wakanda is alive and well. Yeah, I'm glad that they're not doing that. And I'm sure they've got all the respect and good ideas coming our way for that. That's it. And then the biggest news for me was the Fantastic Four short trailer. Got to look at the logo. And then now we know that John Watts is set to direct Marvel's first family in their first MCU appearance. I, uh, I'm okay with this. <laughs> it's not as big a news for me, to be honest with you. And the reason why is because we've already seen a couple other fans happen already uh for me i get why they're doing it because they are the first family of marvel um but i'd rather have gotten some x-men stuff and who knows maybe we will see some x-men stuff in this spider-man movie i don't know but right now fantastic four is not as high on my like excitement list as compared to some of these other announcements and Things that we saw, even with like some of the characters that we already know, like Loki and Hawkeye and Falcon, Winter Soldier, all that fun stuff. No DC news today. Uh, Star Wars will be talking about in the show. The 10 shows 
I have, we have no time to talk about these today. It's too much. Uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing announcement for Star Wars fans because I've always felt that, yes, movies are great, but Star Wars belongs in serials. Uh, it works. It's already proven best to work that way with the Mandalorian and fan, you know, appeasement and all the stuff you can tie into that and the stuff that Filoni has done. So I'm excited that they've announced more Disney Plus stuff over. We did get an announcement of a movie for Rogue Squadron, which is exciting because that's by Patty Jenkins. But I love that that is actually the next movie we'll be looking forward to because it's kind of just out of left field. Yeah. And presumably it doesn't have to have anything to do you know what i mean i guess it depends on where they're putting that movie too you know rogue squadron could be during the time of the original trilogy it could be during the later movies the you know the other sequels like who's who's to know you know we don't know if it's going to take from the books and the comics and the video games um you would assume but they could do whatever they want and i i'm super excited but again we'll we'll geek out on that a little later yeah it's interesting there's no real there's not as much rogue squadron stuff in the disney canon so we'll we'll see where they kind of place that um my bets are with snap and wedge that's that's my bet um as far as let's see let's just jump into quick comic news uh because we got just a real real big announcement this week was the identity of the future state next to Batman. Uh, no, no, not too many spoilers here. Uh, Batman is dead. That's that's part of the you know the rundown of the future state. So they there's a new Batman coming, um, and they reviewed it. Uh, they, re, they revealed it to be Tim Fox, uh, a new character. I I have not known of a Tim Fox in the Batman universe outside of you know. Um, Luke being the last one that we we dealt with being Batman's partner, but he would be too old at that point. And so we'll see how that kind of plays exciting. Um, and then that'll also open up the, I guess, canon coming for the future of DC starting in March as well. All by John Ridley. So this is Mitch's grandson. I, I don't I don't remember no when it takes place it's people are still alive um from the current DC universe um so it's it's not really super far in the future like where it's generations later it's it's probably like the next generation it's probably the next generation from what I can tell without spoiling too much on this show and also from what I've read it seems like the next generation all right. Well, those come out in a few weeks, so that's cool. Um, can I just go back real quick to Marvel? Because there was one thing that was said during that panel for the for the uh, TV shows when they were talking about She-Hulk. Um, I can't remember who's running the panel, but he said, you never know what other lawyers might show up on the show. Yeah, they and- did. Yeah, they said that. I, you know what the thing though about this is like, are they really going to do this for us? Like everybody's going to get excited, and if they don't do it, I, I don't see why not. But I, at the same time, is this a lot of speculation, or do you really think that Charlie Cox is going to come back? I 
am, I don't want to say 100% confident, but I'm in the 90s because I think the thing is, is that there's certain ones that should come back, him being number one, in my opinion. Maybe John Bernthal as Punisher. There's really no reason for him not to reprise the role. You know, he's still up for it and et cetera. And, you know, Luke Cage would be cool, but I feel like Luke Cage is eternally tied to Iron Fist. And I really don't think they give a shit about that Iron Fist. And Jessica Jones, because she can exist kind of outside of things, it would be nice if she came back. Um, so, you know, I don't with the with the the slate that they have coming on and they didn't really talk about Moon Knight, which is kind of weird. Um, they did mention Martial Ali, you know, as Blade. So that was just, you know, reiteration of what they've already told us. Um, you know, it's kind of the street level or we say like Marvel Knights, whatever. I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with all of them, but um, I think of all of them. Matt Murdock slowly getting in through a She-Hulk show as well as, uh, you know, maybe defending Spider-Man in whatever this next Spider-Man movie is. Those things make sense to me, especially because I'm racking my brains right now. Is there even any other lawyers that you can think of besides She-Hulk and Matt Murdock in the Marvel Universe of note? <laughs> no. Yeah, so... It just, I, I, I think it would be a real dick move to not do it <laughs> if all of a sudden it's like Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox, and then it's like Juan Schwartz <laughs> plays him or something. Right. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, who hired him is with Jeff Loeb, and Jeff Loeb is gone. They fired Jeff Loeb. That's my only thing about this whole transferring those characters over because Jeff Loeb loved. Um, what's his name there? Remember Charlie that? Cox. Yeah, remember that panel? It was like, yeah, all he did was gush and gush and gush. And I don't know. I I never really understood them eliminating his position. I thought that he was doing a good job for Marvel. So we'll see. I mean, it wouldn't make much sense to spend that much time and effort into creating these characters. I mean, like you said, I mean the Charlie Cox one and um, Jessica Jessica Jones. I can't remember her name, but. Those two are the best. I mean, the Jessica Jones thing was, was, you know, Daredevil was a great show, but Jessica Jones was a great show too. I mean, it's just, it was, it was a really good ad adaptation of that. It was. And you and I both loved Iron Fist season two, and it was getting in the direction that we wanted it to go. And I think it can be recast, but I think the number one thing is with Shang-Chi coming, it's kind of like, do they want to do it? Do they have to? Not really. Iron Fist can't even keep his own comic going. So right. there's no, there's no, yeah. And the only reason we liked season two is because it was better than season one. It was like, okay, this is more acceptable. So right. no, it was garbage. You know, you and I were just like, why don't you just take Mad Fraction's story and fucking do it? So it's, like, right. it's that simple. It's, it's, it's annoying when it's just like, let's just do our own thing. And because nobody knows. Oh yeah, we know. <laughs> Everybody yeah. knows. It was horrible. We know. Uh, uh, big news for Detective Comics. Uh, it will be featuring its second female writer for Batman ever. Uh, Mariko Tamaki uh, will be taking over after Future State. Um, I believe also during Future State, she'll be writing something. But um, it was also part of, um, didn't we announce something by her 
last week as well, an original graphic novel. So it's it's big news that um, she's attached to these projects, um, being being a well-known writer and everything. So I it's pretty exciting to see what kind of take uh, she will have on the Batman universe. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's um, yeah. I'm 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 excited for the future of a lot of things, and uh, it's it's going to be very very curious how all this stuff shapes out. But it looks so far with comics and movie and TV that 2021 might be an even more exciting year than 2020 for for us geeks out there. Hopefully, jeez. Uh, something I'm not really excited about is is when we talk about rebirths under another comic <laughs> umbrella. Uh, Marvel, known to be the keeper of their canon for the longest of time, never really changing anything like DC does a lot. Um, Marvel has kind of teased a rebirth event happening after uh, Enter the Phoenix. Uh, so we'll see what that entails. Um, it's it's not that I don't think that Marvel does good things. I don't, you know, Jason Aaron has his hand in a lot of things right now, including this. What's coming up? So, I I'm always kind of just hesitant when every when every company wants to reboot themselves. I mean, I feel like DC's doing the same thing with Future State again. Um, I I showed you that article from you know. There's there's so many times that this just happens over and over again to kind of get new readership or get new teams on the books and, and, and make things more diverse or whatever you want to do, but ultimately does it work? Um, and I guess that's the question. Yeah. Right now it depends on what that means. You know what I mean? Like Phoenixes, like that's their whole thing, right? Like they, they rise from the ashes and they are reborn. So what does that mean? Like does the Phoenix thing destroy <laughs> all of earth and you know we got to come back i don't, I don't know <laughs> i don't know what's going on um because i'm also not caught up on anything marvel right now mm-hmm. so i can't even fully say what's going to happen there but um until until i read it uh you know i won't say anything bad but um i guess we'll just kind of see what's going on yep uh and so we know that Marvel got the alien license and we have some news about that in a, in a few, but uh, the announcement of the first uh, alien comic coming from Marvel, uh, it will be out in March by Philip Kennedy Johnson uh, and with art by Salvador La Roca. And so the synopsis is the new story will feature a Wayland Yutani mercenary named Gabriel Cruz as he battles a deadly new breed of xenomorph with the survival of his child hanging in the balance. Uh, so that's, that'll be their first uh, tap into that universe comic wise uh, outside of their upcoming variants that are coming out. Yeah, that, uh, you know, we'll be there for that. Definitely want to see what they decide to do. I was telling you, I started reading Last God um, by the same writer, and it's very, very good. So, uh, you know, it's interesting to see how they want to do this, um, which is like, where does it take place in the in the quote unquote canon of aliens? You know what I mean? Is this before everything? Is this after, et cetera? So he, he has an opportunity to do something exciting with this franchise. And, um, you know, I'll be there. I'll tune in for it. Absolutely. 
And uh, talk about one creator-owned series, uh, Tomahawk, uh, by Danny Cates and Ian uh, Betterman. Uh, so they'll be following up their uh, that series with a um, with an origin story. Uh, and and Donny Cates will be teaming up with Grant Morrison to write this. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, so they're going to be using uh, Kickstarter. So we got a little crowdsourcer here to raise funds for the project, and um, and that uh, one of the rewards will be the standalone comic written by Grant Morrison. Yeah, that's cool. The story of the tomahawk wielded by a tomahawk. That's right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm down. So the uh, the Kickstarter goal right now for a Tomahawk is $14,000. Um, so those who contribute $10 or more will also receive a fully painted comic by, Better, the, by Betterman and Morrison. So that's not bad for 10 bucks, guys. Um, I'll no, be on that later, all. This, later this afternoon. So very exciting. Uh, so let's jump over to TV news. Why don't you uh, take it from here? All right. Yeah, let's. Get into those TV news. We've got some castings for the voices of the uh, Invincible cartoon show. It adds Ezra Miller, John Hamm, Marciella Ali, amongst, honestly, a lot of them. There's just too many people to even get into. I mean, Digimon Hansu, Jonathan Groff. I mean, it's got a star-studded cast. Clancy Brown. Uh, Clancy Brown, of course. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Hamill. You know, Seth Rogen. I mean, like, it's... <laughs> It's ridiculous. So uh, this is the uh, Robert Kirkman based um, comic book, which is getting put on Amazon Prime in, uh, I think, next year, sometime next year. Like there's already a trailer out there. You guys you guys can watch it. And uh, the series went on insane from like 2003 until 2018. So uh, it's a huge comic book world. And unfortunately, Chris and I are not familiar with it. We haven't read it. But um, now I'm probably will after checking into this show. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, what else? What else did we get into from Kirkman? There, uh, Out Outcast was that him? That was great. Yeah, I loved that show, um, and made me want to read the comic. So, you know, I was, you know, not a huge Walking Dead fan. I thought, you know, it's kind of outlived its 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 existence, but. I think Robert Kirkman's a good creator, and I think that you know the more we see outside of that Walking Dead world, the better. So I'm excited for this. Yep, me too. Um, Game of Thrones uh, prequel, House of the Dragon. Uh, just some casting there adds Matt Smith, Olivia Cook, and Emma Darcy. So uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm never surprised about these when when names i'm familiar with get cast on hbo shows you know it is so cinematic and people want to get involved in this stuff so i think it's great it's great to see these these familiars um but i don't know how excited people are for more game of Thrones. i think it's you know it's just really gonna i guess it just matters when uh, we see it i think that's all right i mean it's kind of like the same thing with the walking dead and now with this covid interruption what happens to all these projects they announced you know even before that things were dropping off like flies as popularity for the things kind of dropped so i'm surprised um but we'll see more dragons more dragons uh great news cobra kai um season three we got a trailer for that just looks 
sweet as hell. Um, and we might be getting, you know, another couple uh, Cobra or I guess Karate Kid people uh, showing up. What? <laughs> alumni. Alumni. Yes. Um, so some alumni are showing up, which they've done amazing. I mean, it's 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 truly one of the best uh, sequels I've ever seen of anything. And, um, so it's just, uh, you know, super exciting that they're keep expanding that. So that comes out, uh, in a few weeks early. Uh, it comes out in January. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then finally, you know, as part of the Disney lineup things that they announced, uh, we do have a TV show, um, an alien series that's in the works from Noah Hawley. Uh, of course, Ridley Scott will also be there to lend a hand as well. Um, supposedly, this is going to be a an anthology series, which is bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this idea more uh, than than an ongoing narrative that could just get bogged down by the past uh, and. <laughs> in storytelling so to use it kind of like a way for different people to tell different stories from that universe is exciting uh because i would rather see kind of a contained episode within 40 minutes to an hour um you know and that's and that that sounds like a lot of fun i mean it's it's not like they're holding back they announced you know the mature side of things is you know coming to you know if they do fold in hulu eventually maybe they do have an option for that but at least now Hulu still is there alive and well, so we'll see what happens with that. But um, it's interesting because they're like, oh, this will be the first time a xenomorph has come to Earth or something like that. I was like, obviously, I've never watched AVP Requiem, and I don't recommend that they do. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny in that same article you sent, they also show like that Why the Last Man is coming to Hulu. And yes. I forget that Disney like has a hand in that. Yep. So, all right, let's jump over to movie news. Uh, more Kingsman. There's about seven more movies being planned for that. Cause why not? I guess uh, we have that prequel that was supposed to come out this year, but they want to do even more. I mean, so that's a prequel. There was already a sequel in the plan. So that's two. So how they want to keep expanding that world. Um, I'm there for it. I'm a, you know, I'm definitely a, uh, what's his name, Matthew Bond fan, so sure, why not? At the same time, the answer to why not is, why aren't you making other Mark Miller (laughs) stuff? It's just like, I get it, but all of that other stuff fell off the slate. Sad. I know it's out of his hands now, but it's like, oh, we get 10 Kingsman movies, but we can't get, you know, Nemesis? Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, and then we have news that uh, Zorro is be- going to be getting a female-led reboot on NBC uh, from Robert Rodriguez and starring Sofia Vergara. Um, I'm fine with that. I like both of them. <laughs> so I don't like that it's on network television. Um, but other than that, I like this idea. Yeah. Yeah, I I read it first. I was like, whatever, and then I saw the name Robert Rodriguez, and I was in. So, sorry, that was TV news, not movie news. I gotta switch that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I had to switch that around. Um, okay, 
uh, one of our favorite games, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, is showing up on January 16th. Um, it was, it came out, and then they, like, I don't know, whisked it away for some weird reason. Uh, so the complete edition is going to come out to all systems. And I apologize, January 14th. I wrote that wrong. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, that's a fun game for you River City Ransom people out there if you haven't played this. Good good smash em up brawler uh based on the game too so it's a lot of fun or on the on the manga so it's a lot of fun and honestly it was the video game awards this week too guys mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of there's a lot more video game news <laughs> there is we ain't got time for it, unfortunately it's like Hey, no news show? Great. Nope. Let's let's get this. This Disney is a pretty big news show. Yeah. Video games. Yep. It's quite the week in December when you don't expect this stuff when it's the end of the year. So, but whatever, man. This is the world, the geekly world we live in, and I'm not complaining. So, and uh, yeah. So, okay. So, what time is it? Pursuit of plastic time. Oof. All right, Tony Enthusiast, real quick here. Uh, lots of Predator news for some reason this week, but um, Mezco dropped their Predator 112 figure uh, for pre-order. It's up on fan channels, their own website, all the good stuff. Nice light-up features. Uh, real, real like, fishnet on his on his body, uh, stuff like that. So if you're into that more soft goods uh, toy stuff as uh, we are, uh, check out that Predator. Yeah, I feel like it's... The light ups are really the only thing that sets it apart from a NECA, to be honest with you. And that's why I'm just like, NECA, you could probably add a light up feature and still be under 50 bucks. So I'm not super impressed and I don't need it. It also won't break right out of the package. Um, <laughs> really? Because of... I've seen some of these mezcals break out of a package. That's that's funny. I, I've had zero problems with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Next up, Lannard Predator, uh, the series, the exclusive series that we saw from Walmart featuring Alien and Top Gun has now featured featuring Predators. So weird to me, um, but whatever. I mean, it, it's, uh, I guess once Disney gets that license, <laughs> they're just like, here, let's make these characters and make money off. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they'll thing about this that's different than the alien ones the aliens have these weird purple and yellow and green and all these weird colors that are not aliens at all uh, not even kenner aliens whereas this one looks more like classic predator and um yeah, you know the price point usually on these lenards are under 10 bucks and i guess i'm kind of interested to see what these play sets look like because it's such a weird idea yeah, I, it's kind of stupid, though, at the same time to put out toys that look one way and then for like a sister series, basically, you're making it different. So oh, it's dumb for sure. No, it's like, what are you doing? It's there's no crossover here. So and that's the biggest thing about toys. Like these are toys you open and play with. There's no crossovers yep. happening here. Whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, three zero three zero impressed us with their uh, one sixth. Um, Snake Eyes figure, uh, the officially licensed G.I. Joe 1-6 figures are back with a Storm Shadow. Uh, so it's it's it was hard enough not to get Snake Eyes. Now they got 
Storm Shadow. So that would be amazing, you know, display with the two of them if you have the monies. Yeah, if you have the money. And you know what? The price is uh, probably about $75 cheaper than a Hot Toy. So, And you do get a lot of articulation and you do get a certain amount of um, extras, hands, and, and stuff like that. So uh, not bad. If you're a huge G.I. Joe fan, really not a bad price point to come in at. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right, so uh, we got some best of 2020 to talk about, but we'll be doing that right after this luscious commercial break. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe... Don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard goddamn work making something this bitch ass look like a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason. It's you. It's always been you. And it's worth fighting. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given. Join me. Gutsy Media Podcast. Because movies are our life. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We're back after those amazing commercials, and we're going to talk about our favorite things of 2020. Uh, Not all of them, because it might be a little bit overwhelming, and I know this year was filled with a lot of garbage, but um, one thing that was really nice is a lot of these places like Netflix, you know, hats off to them for continuously putting out content to help us get through this um, this dark time. So, you know, and, and we did get the premiere of HBO Max and Peacock and all these other streaming services. So there are some good things that came out. Um, so I don't want to dwell on any of the bad things. So first things first, we're going to go over uh, favorite comic of the year. Um I'm going to tip my hat off to us, and it's Pursuit of Plastic. (laughs) That's Uh, a good one. It's a good one, man. Um, So anyone who backed the comic, the Kickstarter this year, uh, it's done. It should be, hopefully, uh, getting mailed out soon. You know, shipping and printing and all that has taken a real hit. and um, But digitally, should be out uh you know before the end of the year and we're really excited about that um it's a fun family-friendly ride and anyone who didn't get to pledge contact us don't forget to tell one gmail.com and we will figure out a way to get you that comic um so that is my pick of the year with a a quick runner-up with the vader comic um it was fantastic and it continues to be fantastic and it's who's on that soul on vader no. Oh, um, it was Soul. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, anyway, whoever you are, 
writing the Vader comic, I have to take a look. You're doing a great job because it's exploring more of the Anakin-Vader dichotomy and really enjoying that. Uh, how about for you, Chris? Uh, for me, uh, both two titles from Tom King this year. Um, one is more recent, so but it's very exciting to get the Phantasm in DC canon through the Batman Catwoman maxi series that just started in this month uh so check that out but the real title for me was uh strange adventures following up um what king did with uh mr miracle uh just kind of taking a character who a little more from obscure dc um you know lists and taking them and put them kind of in the spotlight and breaking them down to be a more realistic uh world for them uh, and I know a lot of people challenge what King writes and don't really get behind it, but I, as a writer, I think that he explores um, interesting things in comics that no one, not, not a lot of other people have. And it's like the psyche of a lot of characters. And sometimes purists don't like that. So, um, but for me, it's it's probably one of the better books this year. I agree. I did get to read some of that and, and really enjoy enjoyed what i read um i was it's greg pack on uh Bay yes Bay. yes so of course of good course. star wars writer in general <laughs> good writer in general so yeah uh good tom king for us always a good time uh all right video game um you know i'm gonna give my my favorite and then my runner-up but my favorite game from this year was miles uh, as Chris made fun of me earlier, I will pretty much do anything for Spider-Man. <laughs> and I have blinders on completely. Uh, great follow-up to an already amazing game uh, from the PlayStation and Insomniac crew. Uh, they improved on the things that they needed to improve upon, and it was super, super fun. Um, so great way to end the year for me, gaming-wise, with that and with the PlayStation 5 in general. Uh, my runner-up, probably Chris and I both agree with this, um, it was Animal Crossing. Uh, you know, really hardcore at the beginning of this pandemic. That was it. I logged into that game all day, uh, every day, um, and was fishing, and we fished together, and, uh, you know, it, it brought people together. Um, it was, you know, I had to wean myself off, to be honest with you, because I was pretty much in it all the time, so... I'm, I haven't played it now, probably in a good month or two, but um, for what it was worth, it it deserves the $60 and then some for the amount of time I put into that game. Way more than probably, I think I'm already at 80, 100 hours or so, and I, and I know I'm on the low end. <laughs> so, yeah, great game. Absolutely. My wife is still playing the game. It's uh, good times. So, um, yeah, for me... Definitely, uh, you know, we were lucky to get our hands on PS5. Um, and with that, uh, I wasn't intending on buying Valhalla until next year. That was my plan because of the holidays and, and other things I need to be working on. But no, you know, what happens is you just buy a game because you really you hear how good it is and how much. And you just played Odyssey this year and, and loved that game. So what could be better? I don't know being a viking yeah yeah it's pretty epic man um i for one as an open world video game fan have found it to be 
the best I've I've played yet. Um, because of the way the game flows and it encourages exploration, and it's not just like slapping you in the face with a ton of quests. Um, right. You just come across them, or you can choose that. It's very, it's very organic, and I think that's what I really love about it. But the graphics on it, and and this is just the beginning of PS5, and I know I've seen it like with my runner up, but just the lighting and sometimes when you're playing the game and you see you're looking at the background and you can't tell if it's real or not sometimes it just fools the eye and we're only at the beginning of that so very excited to see what comes from ps5 and next generation gaming but i do have to mention my runner-up is ghost of tsushima who was also up for game of the year um i know why it didn't win it uh which is fine it did win best art direction which it deserves um so if you're somebody who's really into visuals um and also into you know open world badassery and and being a samurai uh check it out it's awesome and it got that ps5 upgrade so it's it's super smooth and beautiful and great game yeah absolutely on my list and um you know a lot of great games you know final fantasy 7 came out this year like there's other ones I can't remember, but yeah, <laughs> it was a good, you know, cyberpunk just came out last week or this week squadrons. Like it was, a, it was a good year for gaming for sure. Cyberpunk Last is, of Us 2 so, is right. amazing. I don't even want to talk about the game until I play it. It's so frustrating oh. because I want to play it, but it's not the year for that for me. You know, um, cyberpunk's tough, man. Oh, that they got stuck in that delay thing and they just put it out and there's so many issues with it already. It's just, it's kind of sad. Yeah. I'm going to wait until PS five. I know you are too, uh, to that upgrade. So let's jump over to television, uh, TV for me again, it was a huge year. I know I'm going to be missing some stuff, but off the top of my head, it's Castlevania season three. Um, just continuing the Castlevania train that I absolutely love so much. Uh, it's one of the best shows that I've seen. Definitely one of the best animated shows I've ever seen. And uh, storytelling is just fantastic. Hopefully, the team itself knows how to, you know, possibly move on. I don't know because what's his name? Um, Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis. You know, he got stuck with controversy this year and some people kind of moved on from it in like a, the, even the accusers did. So I don't know if he's still attached to the project or not, but hoping with season four that comes out next year, uh, you know, we, we kind of continue on the Castlevania train because it really is one of my favorite shows. Um, as far as runners up go, you know, curb came back with another season. It was fantastic as, as all curb seasons are. And jeez, uh, man, the list for, for television is really really you know carly quinn <laughs> like there was just some really good stuff that i enjoyed and um and then i kind of just i'm putting star wars in its own category <laughs> it was everything from star wars tv wise was absolutely the best thing probably of of this year tv wise so yeah yeah, I'll just elaborate on that because that was my favorite thing this year. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't even have to. I don't even have to question it because A is for Ahsoka and B is for Bubba Fett. So you see what I'm going uh, is that the fact that they could 
do two in two weeks they could they could take fans from both generations and and have them just get totally wet wet of what happened like it was just insane to me um two weeks to build that kind of new canon and to appease so many people um what they did this year uh and that show is just hands down it's star wars and um for me it's exciting because it, there's been so it's such a roller coaster for star wars with the sequels and disney and um this to bring everybody together and to be able to agree and have fun and talk about it that's that's what's important um and i just i i love when people can actually just stop being bastards about star wars um yep. yeah that's that's it i mean it's it's amazing um but runner up for me was um lovecraft country uh that show it it was awesome it was just it was it was just like i i think one time i was like i told you it was like watching a D adventure almost every week because um, they would just do this weird random thing yeah on an episode it was like a totally different theme from the last one and then to tie it all together with magic and the way that it was delivered, like the visuals and the costume and the set design, all that stuff. It was just a solid show that I just, um, I love just escaping to every week. Um, so that's, I can't wait for more. Yeah. I gotta finish that. I mean, I would, I would throw in the boys season two umbrella Academy mm. season two in there too. Those were both the comic book shows and I still haven't watched, you know, one of my favorite shows, which is, uh, uh, golden compass or his dark materials is on right now yeah, me neither. so it's like yeah. you know yeah this year for when did jo- watchman I mean, come out was watchman uh, this year? it may have been man oh god That's watchman weird. is arguably better than all of these things other than mando and ahsoka or uh, uh mando and october 2019 the okay episode. good yeah well anyway all right so moving on uh toys um again real big year for toys with what hasbro had did what mcfarlane has done what mezco has put out uh geez man three zero i mean almost everybody put out mayfax like put out some solid entry for me uh my top was doc nocturnal from mezco um just a phenomenal figure you know it ignited this weird desire to make a horror comic in me um just super super impressed with that toy and that's an original ip as well i think is another reason why i enjoy it so much is that it's not based off of anything and uh you know runner up shit it's hard because we got he-man back we've got six inch uh gi joe <laughs> back and we got my my um spider-man classics line which again based off of the animated series for toys that didn't exist so it's really hard but doc nocturnal wins with you know some runners up in there yeah i'm gonna i'm just gonna kind of go off of what you said about doc nocturnal because i had that as my runner up but not specifically as that figure i guess as you mentioned the ip and Mezco moving into their, you know, the Rumble, Rumble Society and doing yeah. these these Gomez, we kind of fought it for a while, honestly. And then they we made it. We should have not. We should have got should have right? got that street we, version right from the beginning with a hoverboard. Every single one. But um, 
for me, it was just kind of like, as somebody who's collecting toys on a very high level, um, and a lot of licensed stuff and always into that. Yeah. I love that stuff, but it was like when mythic legions came about and you see these, these companies being able to make their own stuff and getting kickstarters behind them and getting, you know, funded and, um, and, and just getting excited about that kind of thing. And then with Mezco doing this, it just makes you kind of, you know, as a toy enthusiast, you know, we've been, we've been sharing a lot of art like sites where you can get clothes and, and different accessories and stuff. It just kind of opens up that world of, I want to say play in a way, because, you know, that is really what it comes down to too. It's a lot of fun to display these and take photos. So those kind of things where you can make up your own worlds and, and just do more creative things. I love that. And I think that as I move forward, I just, I just kind of, would like to make that more of a concentration than than buying a random toy for twenty bucks that doesn't mean anything. Um, so, I mean, it's it's. I think it's exciting to see that. Um, on the other hand of it, um, I was most impressed by McFarlane's DC multiverse. Um, I think that as much as <clears throat> I do not agree with the magnitude of toys um, and announcements there were this year and releases by companies. Um, I feel that in a world where it's very unsure financially, it's kind of tough and it's kind of a tease, but I will not downplay the epicness of what McFarlane released this year, especially tackling characters and storylines that are outside the box of what, say, Mattel or whoever would make uh, just because of that. So sometimes you would have to wait years to get a rendition of this comic version of the character, but no. Here's McFarlane dropping all the Dark Knights metal figures as basically like the main as the character. comics come out, right? <laughs> <clears throat> right, because a lot of them are the new one. They're the Dark Knight metal, whatever, um, the heavy metal. So that's what they're on right now. So it's kind of amazing to see this, and then of course the Earth Two and um, the Jason Todds and all these in the animated one. So he's doing a great job across the DC verse but i i was just really impressed by how much they had ready to go but like i said it's kind of tough at the same time because everybody had so much stuff from star wars black series that you know hasbro is, is its own release league on its own but it's exciting um especially as a toy enthusiast yeah we we may have to do a special roundup episode maybe beginning of the year next year something like for 2020 and or even maybe like recently because there is a lot of things that i'd like to talk about a little bit more in depth like we didn't even touch on sideshow this year which was literally out of control with announcements you know what i mean or like the mcfarland thing we you know we could go deeper into spawn kickstarter and how that changed the game for a lot of things too so we didn't even talk about like comic book wise all the kickstarters on comics on right. big big game so we we got some stuff that we could go a little bit deeper in depth and now that i'm saying it out loud i'll have to write down these ideas because i think we could go even more but anyway guys um yeah as as you know every week we talk about pursuit of plastic and this year was a was a big one um and then finally uh movies so this is a hard one because 
most movies did not go to theaters this year. So really, I can't talk too much about the cinematic experience because I think I saw maybe four movies in the theater this year, period. But of those four and of what came to Netflix, etc., um, Bad Boys 3 uh, was top and because I'd been waiting so long and because Bad Boys 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time, three is a, just a great movie. It's a fantastic movie up there with Bad Boys 2. So I was super, super impressed. Um, last movie I saw in the theater and one that I did miss in the theater, but I wanted to see uh, as my runner up. And there is some more, but um, Birds of Prey, fantastic female led cast, really fun movie. The perfect Harley Quinn, you know, uh, movie or whatever. You know what I mean? Really great. You know, Margot Robbie totally inhabits that character. And for me, she really is, other than Tara Strong, of course, the Harley Quinn. So I, um, yeah, really, really impressed with what I saw out of those. But I mean, Chris Hemsworth Extraction was a lot of fun. The Invisible yes. Man, I wish I saw in theaters because that was a fantastic movie as well. There's probably 10 or 20 other ones that I could name off that I just can't think of because movies got overshadowed by TV shows this year. And it was just really hard to kind of kind of keep up with what was put out on these streaming services because you know, we didn't get to see Tenet. I don't know. You know, it comes out, I think, today or next week. Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, you know, oh, you know, what was actually not bad was um, the X-Men movie. The uh, What do you call it? The New, New Mutants. It wasn't horrible. I'll say that. It definitely isn't on the top of my list. But again, for movies that came out this year that really didn't. And we don't know what's going to come out with Wonder Woman. I'm sure Wonder Woman will destroy all of these movies combined, but we'll have to wait a week. It's funny you just said that because, um, you know, Wonder Woman, yes. I was going to mention that that we, anticipation-wise, I'm really excited for that. I'm sad that we can't see it in the theater. So um, the, the the one thing for me was, yes, Birds of Prey, I, I, I kept thinking about it i was like yeah i think I, I saw it in the theater i was impressed i was you know surprised and impressed by it honestly i know a lot of people are not for some reason um but you know you and i are are, are people who can kind of step outside that comic book expectation and enjoy what's kind of you know presented so i i really thought that movie was a lot of fun and unfortunately i think that the r rating worked for it but i think it also went against it um Especially since it could have made a lot more money, right? With it being uh, PG thirteen, right? Exactly. That's the just released unrated edition, you know. Right. Exactly. So whatever. Um, I was honestly, for me, I was I had kind of a slow month for Halloween movies. I didn't watch a lot like I usually do. Um, I watched some shows, kind of spooky shows, which I was not impressed by. Um, but I watched who be halloween and um i was pleasantly surprised by how much i enjoyed that movie so for some reason it was just stupid fun classic adam sandler yep um lots of cool cameos um and i just you know what it was i was really kind of in the mood for that movie when i watched it um and it just it was it was a lot of fun i was just 
kind of taken back. It just kind of brought me back to the nineties again. Um, but my best favorite movie was the invisible man because I was really surprised by, um, the approach to it and how much of a thriller it really was. And, um, you know, the, the fact that they could be slowly building a universal monster universe out of this movie. And we've have, you know, rumblings from other ones, you know, coming, we hope, but, um, after the failure of dark universe on such a big, large scale, I like this Blumhouse approach. Um, because I, I think that some of the better horror movies are those smaller budget, like more Four psych- million, psychological, million bucks, yeah. whatever, you know, it's yeah. like, you can get away with that instead of making a huge mummy movie that nobody, like, I don't want to say wanted, but I like that movie, but at the same time, you don't have to go that scale. Um, you're trying to, it's, they're supposed to be kind of scary movies. So treat it that way. I, I don't, I, it's, I like the approach and I'm, I'm excited to see what else they have up their sleeve in terms of kind of building a movie verse from this, from this movie. I agree. Um, I forgot what else came out was, uh, that I, I really wanted to, I freaky. Oh, by the guy who did happy death day and happy death day to you. Those two are two of my favorite horror movies that come out in a comedy, I guess. Horror elements, because really sci-fi, sci-fi comedies. <laughs> um, but you know, I will watch any body swapping movie. I don't care if it's PG to R. Um, it's rarely ever R. I think the change up with Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman is one of the only R-rated ones. But that one's on my list. Actually, now that I'm talking about it out loud, I'll probably watch it tonight with my wife because I've been really looking forward to it. And all the reviews are spectacular uh, for the movie. So. I, yeah, I that's what I read. to watch. I um I forgot that's what I was gonna say about New Mutants. It was funny. I I've heard decent things about it. Um and it was worth the five dollars I rented it for. I rented it um twenty one days ago and it has nine days left. <laughs> so just like, I got, this is like the this is the uh this is the priority that movie had for me all year. <laughs> I'm like, we gotta watch this before it expires. Definitely do. Definitely do. Yeah, but, um, yeah I'm excited. Yeah, guys, I just, you know, like I said, it's it's one of the last uh, episodes this uh, of Tao Light Talk. It is the last Tao Light Talk of the year. Um, and, you know, we really want to say thanks to everybody who uh, supported us. We've actually had the biggest year for downloads. And I would imagine that's a lot due to the fact that people are staying home and, and not going out as much. But we really appreciate everyone's support who have come to the site at don'tforgettowel.com who've downloaded the towel light talk episodes we we really kicked into gear uh star star wars started this year right no we started the first episode was in november of last year okay so you know the star warriors podcast found its feet a little bit more um this year and we still have another episode on that talking about the the disney deluge of information but um Overall, uh, as creatives, you know, all of our Kickstarters got funded this year due to the support, I would imagine, of you listeners and and as well as um, people who come to the website, our, our friends, you know, Critical Mass podcast, uh, listening to them, tuning into them over at uh, Nerds from the Crypt, 
You know what I mean? Like it was just, it's been a, it's been a pretty good year, actually a pretty great year to be a creative. And I feel really happy. You know, my best friend and I, we came up with a comic book and we put it out and uh, amongst the other creative things that we've done this year. Absolutely. Don't forget about uh, the, the, the new gutsy media podcast. Gutsy media podcast is part of our network. Yeah. They're on here too. So Bob, uh, longtime writer, a uh, longtime friend. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we got the Gutsy Media podcast. The commercials on here too, and um, you know the stuff I've done with my cousin uh, with it crap from the '80s. And, and Chris has done a couple things. You know, obviously, we do a lot of crossovers throughout the years with that too. So, um, yeah, been a shit year for a lot of things, but I feel good about the geeky side of stuff and um, only only more exciting things in 2021, and especially once we can get out of the house and see each other again <laughs> even more stuff that's right i think the biggest thing to remember about this is how we come out of it you know we come out of it stronger you know more creative whatever but it's, it's a good time to step back and reevaluate everything and just you know not take things for granted and really enjoy what we've been given as well this year so um you know thank you all like casey said for listening and uh we can't wait to return in the new year. That's right. So 2021, we will be back uh, sometime in January. We'll have a special guest on from the Gutsy Media Podcast, Bob. And we will geek out with you guys. And I'm sure there will be some news. But, um, you know, instead of go read some comics, uh, go enjoy your holidays. However it is that you do that. If it's Zoom meetings, if it's being around friends and family, whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know, like Chris said, don't take anything for granted and, and spend some time with the, the people that you love doing the things you love. Yep. And while you're doing that, don't forget to tell them.